One of the fun things we get to do during Shareathon is talk to different people live on the radio like we normally wouldn't get to for that amount of time. Yeah. This morning, Ron Hutchcraft Ron joined great. us live. Of course, he's going to be uh, speaking at our pastor's conference. This afternoon, we have Jason McGuire with us from New Yorkers for Constitutional Freedom. How are you, Jason? You do not introduce me by saying you had Ron Hutchcraft. No pressure, guys. No pressure. <laughs> well, you know, Ron Hutchcraft was here earlier. You were actually one of my highlights from the last share uh, It was great to speak to you last time around. You just had so much insight into how we're to live both spiritually and politically as Christians. Well, I appreciate that. I tell you, you know, I love... Um, doing what I do, because I get to talk about faith and politics, right? We get to talk about government, and I believe that government's an institution created by God, and uh, I believe that Christians ought to step into that realm and just serve Him with everything they've got. How do we do that while still showing the love of Jesus? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the key thing. And in today's day and age which we live, there's so much tribalism, isn't there? Mm-hmm. And so it's really important, I think, as believers, that we, we demonstrate a tone and a tenor that, that really just it just shows who Jesus is. We want to create uh, an environment in which people are introduced to who Jesus is, and, and you do that by loving one another. If I'm knocking people, if I'm ripping on them, name-calling, um, you know, going off on little uh, Twitter rants or things on social media, that's not going to win people to Christ. So I still want to um, be able to identify and speak clearly what truth is, but to do it in such a winsome and articulate way that people cannot attack me for um, maybe the tone in which I come across, uh, but they may not like the message that I bring. That's a fine line that we have to walk sometimes. Jason, uh, this is Rick. Uh, a couple of years ago, we had lunch together, and you shared an interesting story um, uh, about your relationship with family life and how it kind of got you to where you're at right now. Maybe share with our listeners, uh, as, as the director at uh, the New Yorkers for Constitutional Freedoms, uh, how did you get there? Yeah, thanks, Rick. I'd love to do that. Uh, you know, I think if I remember right, the story that I shared with you was I was a pastor in Naples, New York, at Ingleside Christian Church, and I am uh, sitting in the church basement, and I'm listening to a radio interview with uh, some of the morning guys. And they had my predecessor, Dwayne Motley, on there. And they said, Dwayne, you're going to be 70 pretty soon. Is there a plan for someone to come behind you? And he said, no, but we're praying about it. Well, God's Holy Spirit used that interview on family life to stir my heart to get involved with this ministry. And here I am directing it today. And had it not been for the ministry of family life, I would not be doing what I'm doing today at New Yorkers for Constitutional Freedoms. So obviously the ministry of family life is near and dear to my heart. Man, you know, we, we say so many times we, we never know the power of Christian radio to how God uses it to touch the heart of a person. In your case, it was uh, called into a, a different part of ministry for the Lord. Other cases, we've, we've heard from people. In fact, I got an email just a few minutes ago from a lady who said that Family Life has so blessed their family. But it was really interesting because she came to know the Lord as a result, um, well, <laughs> when my children were younger, we carpooled, and, and she took our son to school. And he mentioned something about, uh, would you turn on Family Life? Because they're playing Christmas music. It was around Christmas time. That's how she got introduced to Family Life. And she started listening to Chuck Swindoll's series on grace. And ended up giving her life to Christ, and now the family all goes to church, and it's you know they're all believers, and 
it's exciting to see what God can do through Christian radio. Amen. You know, and I, I talk to government officials. I mean, I you know that have that have listened to Family Life, that have heard the programming, and you know that's my first ministry. Is I'm working with these uh, government officials from all over the state, but they're bopping around, they're driving, they're listening, and they'll tune into Christian radio. You mentioned Chuck Swindoll. You know, I, I know for a fact that our governor has tuned in to listen to uh, Chuck Swindoll from time to time, and who knows what God might do through that ministry that's being broadcast, and then uh, that seed is being planted in the hearts of our elected officials. What I love about your story, Jason, is that you didn't just hear the interview, but you did something Hmm. about the interview. You responded to the call. And a lot of times Christians have good intentions about all the different parts of their life, but it doesn't really matter if you don't actually do something, right? Yeah, I tell people that, you know, that... that that itch that you have that, you know, just demands to be scratched, that, that burden that you have, that passion that you have, the thing that maybe annoys you sometimes about what's going on in the culture around you, that might just be God's way of kind of stirring you out of the nest to say, I need to get involved, I need to do something. So don't ignore that. I mean, get up and pay attention to how God is stirring your heart, what he has kind of made you a little restless in might be the very area which he's calling you into ministry. It was uh, something I heard you speaking earlier this week about Israel and the place in our hearts as believers for that land with everything that's going on right now. Can you share some of that? Yeah, you know, obviously we're concerned about what's going on uh, in Israel. We're watching uh, that situation unfold. We're praying for the peace of Jerusalem. Uh, But, you know, as we pray for that, I think it's important that, that Christians, you know, we have this opportunity to to see things differently than the rest of the world does. You know, we can watch the news, we can become consumed by it sometimes, overwhelmed by world events, or we can remember that God is still on his throne. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, our team gathered today, we've been praying for Israel. Um, We had an update from uh, uh, over there, actually. We participated in a prayer call today with uh, Governor Ron DeSantis, Joel Rosenberg, some others. And we were just praying for what is happening there. Who knows what God might do in this just devastating situation where evil is being unleashed, but we may yet see opportunities to share Jesus Christ with our Jewish uh, friends, that they may come to see who Yeshua is. You know, Jason, it's really interesting, as you mentioned, what might God do through this? It seems like every time something horrific takes place, God can take that. And, of course, we know he's sovereign and that his plan is ultimately unfolding. But he can take that and and make something really, really good out of it. It's hard to see right now because of the devastation that is going on. But uh, that's the God we serve. That is the God that here at Family Life we're, 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 we're seeking to be able to share that there is a message of hope. In the wickedness and the, and the coldness of this world, there is a message of hope. There's forgiveness and there's life in Jesus Christ. And, you, you know, you, you're working with a ministry that has to raise support and what have you. I mean, that's all part of ministry is, is, is bringing people alongside and saying, hey, would you have a part in this? I remember my dad and one of his favorite sayings, he had a couple of them that just kind of stick with me. He'd always say, yeah, we're here to minister, but it takes money to minister. And, and, and you know exactly what that's like. And, and maybe you can just share a word of encouragement uh, with our listeners, you know, to be actively involved in, 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 in doing the Lord's work. I, I think the percentages that, you know, some of the pollsters talk about is, is really, um, it's sad, the amount of those who claim to know Christ who actually give to the cause of Christ. 
Yeah, it's, you know, it's interesting. We talk about the fact that nothing is wasted in God's economy, right? And so no matter what's going on in the world around us, it's not wasted. I mean, there's a redemptive purpose of even suffering. Uh, but, you know, something else that we shouldn't waste is what God has entrusted to our economy. Uh, and so whatever God has put into our charge, we, we want to be diligent to use for his eternal purposes. It, we have a saying in this organization, we talk about all the time, that you can't save the world if you can't keep the lights on. And the reality is, uh, ministries like ours at New Yorkers for Constitutional Freedoms, but also yours, the ministry that you folks are involved in, the family life, you can't keep broadcasting. You can't keep sending the signal out. You can't keep the streaming services going that, that we can listen to uh, those various streams if you can't keep the lights on. And so followers of Christ that listen to family life, that are passionate about what's going on, they, they leave informed, they get the news of the world, but they're not overwhelmed by it because they hear the message of hope in the gospel that comes from family life. They need to get up and, and give to Family Life so it can continue to broadcast the good news of Jesus Christ to so many homes in this region and, and around the world now through streaming that need to hear it.